Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Craig, have you got the COVID vaccine yet? Have I got the COVID vaccine? No, I haven't. Why? Okay. Well, I know they were making it, or they're about to make it um, available to our country's elderly. I wasn't sure if. Hannah, you're doing the rest of the show solo. I wasn't Did sure you if you. Please clip that and send that to me. <laughs> That, you know, Kyle doesn't have jokes often, but when no, he, he does. No, that was a good one. That, that was kind of serious, I mean. <laughs> God. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. Checkered flag has finally flown on the 2020 season, Kyle. The season finale here for NASCAR Coast to Coast. We wrapped up the Arkham Menard Series West uh, this past weekend at Phoenix. Can you believe we are finally here? We talked about video games. We did iRacing coverage <laughs> at some point. Grasp for any racing action possible. But we're here. We did it. We've crowned champions. We've survived 2020. Everybody made it to Phoenix, and all the series were able to get uh, most of their races in. I know some of the ARCA schedules were, were shuffled and I think maybe even shortened, but the East and the West had already been shortened as part of the, the merger with uh, the ARCA and falling under the ARCA banner for this season. So I don't know if we lost any races at all when you look at the big picture. The Modifieds lost a couple up here in the Northeast um, because of. Uh, the the restrictions here in Connecticut with Thompson and Stafford, but they still get a pretty healthy schedule in, and we buttoned it up last weekend with the uh, with the Arizona Lottery 100 for the NASCAR, God another dollar the Arkham Menards West Series uh, with the veteran uh, putting a whoop into the kids in the field. Nice to see David Gilliland at 44 years old back in victory lane, outraced his son and all of his teenage friends there uh, finishing up in the top five with Ty Gibbs, Taylor Gray. Todd and Drew Dollar. Well, my favorite thing about that too is his presser post race. Uh, he's talking to the media and he's actually wearing Todd's race suit. Uh, said that he didn't have one of his own at the current moment that was SFI rated and fit him. So he had to borrow Todd's suit to uh, come race out at Phoenix. But super cool to see that. You know, we always know that David likes going from car owner and dad at times to being able to get back behind the wheel. But uh, a pretty good points battle shaped up at the tail end of the season for the Arkham Menards West Series as well. Uh, Jesse Love capturing that title. Uh, it, was, it was one that I wasn't sure we were ever going to get to because Gracie Trotter at one point had the wins. She was close and comes home in third in the points and a good battle between the top two. But I never really thought we were going to get to this point because the West Series kept getting pushed. We weren't allowed to race in California for a while. I, I, 
and then they weren't allowed to race in Washington for a minute. Uh, and finally, they go to Phoenix. They have a great race, and Jesse Love captures that uh, that title. And a fairly anticlimactic uh, title run or title se- a season finale because Blaine Perkins, who was his closest championship contender, I believe 14 points going into the event, had mechanical issues. I believe an engine expired on that car early in the event, and he finished 25th. And Jesse knew that, so he took care of his equipment and finished 14th, his worst finish of the season, finishing uh, out of the top 10 only once, and it was on Saturday afternoon at the Phoenix Raceway. A great field. How about Keith Rocco with a top 10? Uh, the NASCAR modified star from up here in New England, uh, in, in the SK modified, Stafford, this year's track champion, an 18-time Division One champion, making a fender start out on the big track of Phoenix. and getting in the top 10 for Venturini Motorsports. So uh, kudos to uh, Keith, and and hopefully we'll see more of him in those cars in the future. Yeah, always cool to see uh, our our regional touring drivers go and play in the different fields, whether it's some of our Arc Menard Series drivers up in the Pinty Series. We had uh, a NASCAR Euro driver this last weekend come and play on the side of the Phoenix as well in the Arc Menard Series. So uh, I always love when we get to intermix our series like that. It, it definitely catches you by surprise, though, when you look at the rundown and you see Keith Rocco with Ty Gibbs and Taylor Gray and, and those names amongst Justin it, it was- Lofton. It's like, where did Justin Lofton come from? I haven't yeah. talked about Justin Lofton <laughs> since 2014. And here he is back on the racetrack and he finished sixth. So it was, a, like you said, a mixed bag. And I love those type of fields. Yeah, oh, for sure. And something that's funny, uh, not necessarily coast to coast related, but how COVID was able to bring some people out of retirement that I don't think we thought we were going to see. Uh, Trevor Bain, James Busher came back. And uh, I actually talked with Tony Stewart over the weekend as well in, in a different interview. And he was supposed to run the road courses. Didn't get the chance to do it this year. Probably will do it this next year. But these opportunities that have now come together for, you know, the schedule, essentially. So we don't have schedules yet for the Arkham Menard Series for next year. Um, again, those usually, I like to say, come out in December. But I think we usually see them around January is when they, they finally come out. But we're going to dial up Jesse Love here, your 2020 Arkham Menard Series West champion, and uh, talk about that championship in this past weekend's run. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. You were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, we talked about it. The Arkham Menards West Series wrapped up their 2020 campaign. And the rookie to the series, Jesse Love, captured that title, joins us now here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. First off, Jesse, congratulations. And has it set in yet that you uh, now hold a NASCAR championship title in the Arkham Menards West Series? Yeah, I mean, I knew that the like the day that I won the race or the won the championship, like it had it set in yet, and I, I still don't think it has, but um, or maybe it just hasn't whole ch- like really changed a whole lot about how I think and, and go about things. Uh, you know, I, I just I just want to get next year rolling as quick as I can and and uh, get prepared as that uh, get prepared for that. So um, it's like that's what I'm focused on more is just you know making sure whatever I do next year um, I win at, and I feel like that's kind of, you know, occupying my mind rather than, you know, celebrating and stuff like that. Not only are you a champion, but you are the youngest at 15 years old, uh, 19 months, 24 days. When I was 15 years old and nine months, I was running like big wheels. Um, I was not even in a car yet. I was afraid to drive on the highway. Um, <laughs> you don't have your license yet, do you? Can you get it early out there on the West Coast? No, you got to be 16, yeah. That's crazy to me. Uh, and how old were you? I mean, we're talking about you at this age winning a championship. How old were you the first time you drove uh, a full-blown stock car on a racetrack? Uh, for as far as stock cars go, I was, I think, 11 or 12, I think, I oh tested for the first time. Yeah, I think I was 11 years old. Yeah, yeah pretty you crazy. Took part of that, uh, you took part in the junior late model program, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and that's wild. I mean, you're giving, you know – 11 and 12 year olds opportunities to get behind the wheel of full-blown stock cars. Hey, Kyle Ricky actually does not know how to drive a manual. He actually cannot drive stick. So maybe we'll have to get Jesse over the off season to teach you, Kyle, who's 40 something years old, how to drive stick. This 15 year old can do it, but you can't. I just, you know, that wasn't a part of driver's head, you know, 30 yeah. years ago. So I'm learning that right now. That's, that's definitely true. Okay. There you go. Let's talk about the race on Saturday. Um, you knew what you had to do. You had a bit of a cushion going in. Blaine uh, has his mechanical issues, yet you still finished, you know, deeper in the field than I think some expected. Uh, was there an issue with the car, or were you just taking care of your equipment? Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, for, throughout the whole, you know, weekend, right, in practice, you know, we didn't make as many runs as we could have, you know, say there was 100 lap or 120 laps that you can put on a part before it breaks, and or something like that, you know, you don't, you only want to run a hundred and, you know, if you run 119, then you're fine. Right. But if you just, so it's just wear and tear and managing that and just, you know, taking all of the precautions and being safe, you know, not cutting the dog leg a whole lot and um, just, you know, keeping the car safe and sound and um, throughout the whole race, like if there was a hole, I would drive up to it. Or if there was a hole behind me, I'd drive up, you know, behind that. So I could, you know, get in the hole and just, you know, give myself a big gap and a big buffer so I wouldn't have to, you know, get in any dog fights or anything like that or get in any uh, mess, get in a mess with anybody else. That was kind of the biggest thing. And uh, I think we did that really well. Uh, we, had, we had a brake problem where I lost brakes halfway through when the nine car was still in the, in the race. So that was kind of, you know, nerve wracking. So, um, but, you know, we were still able to run in front of him, which was good. But, um, you know, that was kind of, you know, a pretty big deal and, and we had to make sure that we didn't uh, do anything bad on our dumb on any restarts and uh, but my spotter did a great job my crew chief did a great job and 
uh, we kind of adjusted the car to uh, help us out before the halfway break. So um, that was good. And I think that uh, we did, you know, we did well at that. And I think uh, everything kind of fell in line right to uh, even if we had a bad day that we could still kind of, you know, bounce back from it. And that was uh, really important to, you know, have a game plan before the race where, you know, you're not going to do anything dumb or anything like that. You just got to be smart and mature about it. And, um, you know, I feel like we've all worked too hard, you know, this year to let it go because we're, you know, trying too hard at the last race of the season. So if it was like, if we were just going the whole time and we, you know, gotten to gotten a pile up or anything like that, uh, we worked too hard for that to happen. So I uh, just had to manage that. And I believe we talked to you uh, at the beginning of the season about what your guys' goals were uh, going into this, again, a shorter season than we usually see in the Arc Menards West Series. Uh, and when we talked, you said it was going to be about learning these cars, maybe get a win or so under your belt. At what point in the season, though, did you realize that you had a shot at this championship and your goal shifted to now winning a championship and not so much the learning aspect of these cars? Yeah, I mean – after New Smyrna, we didn't run the best at New Smyrna, so that was kind of you know worrisome. But we changed all this. We changed our whole package with the car, and uh, we came with the same car, but we came with a completely different package on it. And we changed a lot of things around to kind of fit how I drive drive a car and um, you know what the race pace needs to be. Obviously, it slows down a bunch in Arca cars, so with the tires and all that stuff, they're a lot of fun to drive. But um, you know, when they fall off and, and when the, when the brakes kind of start to get, you start to get more pedal with those, you can't really drive, you know, it, it, you know, really hard. So you kind of got to balance that the best you can. And, um, I feel, I feel like I said it a few times, like, you know, I knew I was going to win the championship, but, you know, before the first race of the season, um, you know, I knew it would be pretty difficult, right. You got to put a lot of effort into it and a lot of work into it, but, I knew that, uh, you know, if you work hard enough at something and you put yourself in a situation with the right people, like we did this year at BMR, that um, you can you can achieve that goal. So uh, we just had to work really hard and, and do the best that we could and, and, you know, manage everything that we could to make the most out of all the situations. There were a few times this year where we had some things, you know, really go wrong. And uh, even at, you know, a place like All-American where, you know, we had a spark plug wire fall off and then that Kern when we had, you know, no breaks were still able to run really well. So um, that was important. You know, all American was one of those deals where the nine car was pretty good and that could have been catastrophic with, with the motor problem that we had there. And um, the fact that it didn't happen because we were able to buy our time and eventually run fourth somehow um, that was, you know, definitely looking back on a championship run by the whole team. And uh, that was a really important night. So it uh, could have been a really bad night that we made to turn into something that wasn't too catastrophic. That's how you win championships uh, in, in NASCAR and, and in ARCA is you got to make the best of the bad nights. And that's what helped you get to where you are today. Um, that's an important night. How important was the first win in getting that under your belt at Utah Motorsports Campus? And, and, and just maybe that little extra added confidence that goes along with, with a first time winner. Yeah, that was an important weekend for sure. You know, every race I feel like was every race win this year was special in its own different way in a sense. And uh, Utah was one of those deals where I put a lot of effort and a lot of work and, and, you know, but prior to the race, I put a lot of, uh, you know, track time and stuff like that into the racetrack. Built my notebook really big about that place and, and put a lot of effort into it. I knew it was going to be that track. uh, So I knew that Sonoma or mainly Utah when Sonoma got canceled, but, 
um, Utah and Irwindale and I think in Phoenix like the bigger track um, tracks would be my hardest tracks to win at so I knew that if I could do the best there um, then we, everything else would be you know pretty smooth sailing I know I'm really good at Kern and I'm really good at all American so I just had to you know manage that because obviously I'm not like a road course ringer like somebody like Will Rogers is or Blaine kind of growing up in go-karts so um, that was good to win there and, you know, do it the right way, you know, not be, not overdrive the thing at all. And, and, you know, just be smart about it. That was pretty big for me and my confidence look going forward too, as you know, I start to do more road course stuff. So that's a big deal. That was a really big deal for me. Um, not just points wise and race wise, but going forward and overall just the whole weekend shaped out really well. And, and we we're able to uh, knock that one out of the way, which gave me more confidence going into the rest of the year for sure. Now, working with Bill McAnally Racing, one of the powerhouses uh, in the Arkham Menard series really anymore, his team really focuses on the developmental aspect of bringing these drivers in, usually coming up through the ranks, some coming from dirt, um, and then teamed up with Toyota, who obviously has a lot of fingers in developmental drivers as well. What was it like working with Bill McAnally Racing and Toyota this year from a developmental point away from being actually behind the race car, whether that's media training. I know things were different this year with COVID, not being able to do a lot of uh, in-person stuff, but what was it like working with Bill and the Toyota team? Yeah, that was really cool. And, you know, the BMR team has a, has a really good ring to it. And, um, you know, driving for that team has a lot of prestige, I guess is a better way to put it. And, you know, I was really looking forward to it and, and seeing how the operation ran and, and Bill did a great job all year. And, uh, had a lot of fun, you know, working with the team and, and working with everybody at uh, at uh, BMR was uh, super cool. Talked about your age a moment ago, just 15 years old, and I feel that uh, every state, every county here in Connecticut, as far as schooling is concerned, is different. What is schooling like for you out on the West Coast right now? And, uh, you know, how different is it from town to town and district to district? And, and I know it changes often. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's really important to balance the school and, and balance everything. And things are so different from state to state that uh, it just keeps going back to, you know, how hard are you going to work when you can't put in the work. So, um, you know, I just had to work really hard throughout the whole season and, and use all my resources as well uh, with the whole pandemic and everything like that. I just had to, you know, put my best foot forward and, and use all the resources that I could to, uh, give myself the most confidence to going into each weekend. And looking forward into next season, we're now approaching or we're into the off season officially. I didn't know if we were ever going to get here, but you'd mentioned a moment ago about, you know, haven't gotten the chance to celebrate this championship yet because you're focused on next season and what that's going to uh, be for you. Do you have any idea of where maybe you'll land next season? We always talk about Sam Mayer being so young, spending his time in the Arkham Menard series. You're one of those drivers now categorized that you've got a championship under your belt, but not a lot of places to move as far as moving up uh, goes in NASCAR's ranks here. Do you have any uh, plans that you can share yet or anything you're working on next year? Yeah, I mean, as of right now, the only thing I can say is, you know, what I'm doing for the rest of the year, and I'll be doing uh, the rest of the USAC West Coast Swing uh, I'll be doing some sprint car racing as well during that, uh, doing some double duty, that, double duty. That'll be pretty cool. And, uh, with the sprint car. So, and then also I'll be doing the, uh, Charlotte winter heat deal with, uh, Joe Ryan. So that'll be fun to, uh, get on that track. You know, obviously it's going to be used a lot more, uh, with NASCAR, you know, had a really a few great shows at, uh, Charlotte. So, um, that's all I can say right now for what I'm doing for the rest of the year. And, 
uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing next year can't be announced yet, but it'll be pretty cool, and, and hopefully we'll find out pretty soon. Cool. Well, again, congratulations on that uh, championship. That being said, uh, we've got your Wheel and Engineering short track spotlight coming up. We're going to highlight Evergreen Speedway here when we return on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheelin designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelin product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This week's Whelan Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week is Evergreen Speedway. It was originally an unpaved horse track, and in 1954, Jimmy Collier convinced the Snohomish County officials to allow him to convert the track for use to race his Ford Model T Roadster. The track was paved in the early 1960s, and in 1967, the original bleachers were demolished and a current grandstand was built. Through the years, the track has played host to a wide variety of racing events, including sprint cars, roadsters, midgets, figure eights, modifieds, hobby stocks, limited sportsmen, demolitions, Grand National, Winston West, NASCAR Northwest Tour, Super Stocks, Mini Stocks, and Bombers. Evergreen Speedway also hosted the 500, which was the most rich or the richest and the most prestigious race in the West. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series ran an event at Evergreen Speedway once per year from 1995 to year 2000. Today, Evergreen Speedway hosts a number of local events as well as regional racing series. The NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Series runs on a weekly basis, and some of the classes that can currently be seen are the Chevrolet Super Late Models, Street Stocks, Mini Stocks, super figure eights, school bus races, crash cars, demolition derbies, drifting, autocross, and drag racing. High Road Promotions won the Snohomish County bid to operate Evergreen Speedway until 2036. The 25-year contract beginning in March of 2011 ensures that NASCAR will remain in the state of Washington. Again, that is Evergreen Speedway, your wheel engineering short track spotlight of the week. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Well, Kyle, before we throw the checkered flag here on NASCAR Coast to Coast for 2020, again, we want to send a big thank you and hats off to all of the NASCAR officials, not only in NASCAR's you know national touring series, but all of the officials, the tracks, the promoters, the drivers, everyone across the country and across the seas as well, you know, in the world of motorsports that somehow made racing happen, whether that was touring with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, changing tracks per the weekend, being able to race out on the West Coast, north of the border, again, across the country, we still got our NASCAR Euro Series uh, friends waiting to crown a champion there, but there was a lot of challenges that went into being able to do motorsports, to do really anything this year, but uh, everyone pulled together for their love of motorsports and, and racing as a whole, and we were able to get it done, Kyle. Oh, my God, poor Jimmy Wilson and poor <laughs> Chris Wright, you know, dealing with tracks, able to run races one week and not being able to run races the next week or being able to run races with 25% capacity of fans to – 50 or none. I mean, it, and it changed all the time. And that's the great part about um, our sport and the people in it that you just mentioned is we adapted. We all adapted. Um, we got through it in March and April and May, got back on the racetrack in mid-May with the National Series, learned what we could and could not do before we, we jumped in with the short track stuff. And then, you know, the East and West opened back up in, in mid-June and the Modifieds, you know, about the same time. So, um, Man, you got to feel for the tracks that couldn't open, like a Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts up here, or, or for the most part, Riverhead Raceway on Long Island in New, New York. They're going to get an event in this weekend. I don't think anybody can go, um, but they're going to run the Ice Slip 300. Um, but I still believe, I think because of New York precautions and, and restrictions, that uh, they're not allowed to have fans, but they're still going to host the event. So um, hopefully 2021 is better. I think we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel um, with some of the uh, the news that I've heard over the last few days. So fingers crossed that by the time we get to next spring and a lot of these short tracks, you know, look to open their gate to start 2021, that um, what we're dealing with now is for the most part behind us. It won't be completely behind us for a while, but for the most part, hopefully we can open up and get back to what we knew in 2019. And that's another thing, too. We want to send a big thank you to all the fans that yeah. uh, when they were able to attend at the racetrack, they supported those short tracks, those drivers, because uh, that kept the doors open for a lot of them. Or even a lot of the tracks that, you know, resorted to streaming platforms. We saw yeah. it. Stafford, you know, Motor Speedway has Stafford TV. And uh, we're seeing a lot of tracks adopt that and even supporting them through NASCAR Coast to Coast here. You know, that lets a lot, allows us to continue talking about this racing, which in turn is exposure. So we look forward to seeing fans at the racetrack hopefully next year. We've missed them. I've missed the look and the sound of full grandstands, whether it's a short track 
or NASCAR races. And then again, Kyle, we can't do this without, you know, Hercules and Wheeling Engineering. They uh, allow us to talk short track racing each and every week and highlight people that are basically the next things in NASCAR. Yeah, some great sponsors, some great supporters that have been with us now for, for a couple of years here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And we couldn't have done it without them. Want to thank the champions uh, one final time and congratulate them. Brett Holmes in the Arkham Menard Series, Sam Mayer again in the Arca East. We just heard from Jesse Love in the Arca West. Uh, Justin Bonsignor, his second NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour Championship. Uh, and Advanced Auto Parts uh, Weekly Series, Division One. Josh Berry picking up the championship there. So, um, yeah, congratulations to everybody that got on the racetrack this year <laughs> and was just able to get to the racetrack and, and enjoy night at the races, even though for most facilities, probably all facilities, was at least a shortened season. Yeah, and the last, the last thank you here, but last but not least, of course, to our producer here, Craig, who puts up with you and I each and every week. He's got the toughest job probably here at MRN because he has to deal with you every week. It's I've aging, got the him, it's aging him quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's well, aging me quick. Well, again, we hope everyone enjoys their off-season. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. We'll be back racing once again in Daytona or at short tracks. They never really stop here across the country between Florida, California, and you heard Jesse say it. He's going racing out on the West Coast with some dirt racing. So we'll probably find our way to dirt track or a racetrack between now and then. But again, Kyle, looking forward to hopefully bringing everyone more short track racing next season and the dynamic duo, right? That's right. Three years in a row, and hopefully we, uh, we get at least number four next year. Awesome. Well, hopefully everyone has a safe and enjoyable holidays. We'll talk to you guys in 2021. For NASCAR Coast to Coast, I'm Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey, signing off for 2020. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved. 